0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1651, Goal Setting for the Win, by Don Starks of simplemoneypro.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam, wishing you an easy fast if you're observing Yom Kippur. This is the show where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet, sometimes a little too enthusiastically. For now, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Goal Setting for the Win by Dawn Starks of SimpleMoneyPro.com. I highly recommend the book, The One Thing, written by Gary Keller and Jay Papapson. It's a terrific read and has helped me enormously with my time management challenges. The accompanying podcast is also excellent. Recently, I watched a webinar by the same folks who talked about goal setting. I'd like to share a concept put forth in the webinar because I think it would be helpful in your own goal setting. I have previously written about goal setting, focusing on whether to set simple goals or big, hairy, audacious goals. In the previous post, I also described the process of making your goals smart. The concept discussed in the webinar is also a repeated theme throughout the book and podcast. It's the idea of thinking large, but acting small. With regard to goal setting, this would encourage setting lofty goals and then breaking them down into bite-sized pieces. This sounds ridiculously simple, and yet I think it zeroes in on a problem that people often encounter when goal setting. It's easy to get excited about setting a goal, but even if you're careful and set a goal that is smart, which means it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, you can still flounder on the execution. For example, let's say you decide your goal is to save $25,000 for a down payment on a house in three years. Based on your household income, this goal might be completely smart. You might write this goal down and hang reminders for yourself in obvious places around your home and office to keep you focused. This might get the job done, but more than likely, your success after taking initial steps might lag and your attention might be diverted. Why is this? For goals to be reached most successfully, break them down into very small actionable steps. Using the previous example, don't stop after writing that SMART goal down. Take the next step. Compute how much you need to save each year to make your goal in three years. Then break that down further into how much you need to save each month and then each week. Knowing how much you need to save each week might seem more approachable than thinking about that $25,000 looming target. Next, find the smallest steps that will get you to that weekly target. Break your goal down further with a daily saving goal and come up with concrete habits you can change to meet that daily target. Let's look at some numbers. Savings goal of $25,000 in three years for a down payment equals... $8,333 per year, and that's the 25 grand divided by three years, which turns into $694 per month. So take that $8,333 divided by 12 months in a year. That turns into $160 per week, which turns into $23 per day. And I rounded all my numbers off to make it easier. How can you possibly save $23 each and every day? Maybe you can, but you certainly can come up with some changes that would add up. Perhaps you decide not to eat meals out, but rather pack your lunch for work. If you're the sort that eats out every single workday, that can add up quickly. The average that Americans spend on eating out for lunch is about $10. You just found some savings and now you have $13 more each day to uncover. For a goal like this, consider mixing and matching your efforts. Finding exactly $23 each day to save might be unrealistic. But watch what happens when you creatively combine your efforts. Let's say you reduce your cable TV package and save $80 per month. You can cancel that unused gym membership and save $100 per month. Next, you elect to eat at home and rent a movie each week for date night instead of dining out at a restaurant and purchasing movie tickets to the theater. Saving you $70 per week. Suddenly, along with packing your lunch, it adds up to a sizable number. $80 for 12 months is $960 per year in cable savings. $100 for 12 months is $1,200 per year in gym savings. $70 for 52 weeks is $3,640 per year in date night savings. And $10 times five workdays times 50 weeks is $2,500 per year in work-lunch savings. Your grand total, $8,300 per year. I'll bet you can find another $33 a year to reach the $8,333. Now you have a concrete plan of small steps to take. Cancel the gym membership, reduce the cable package, pack your lunch for work, and have date nights at home. Having a specific plan that consists of small actions is far more likely to succeed than a goal that, while smart, might feel like climbing a mountain each day. Once you set up a plan to achieve your goal, you can stop focusing on the $25,000 in three years. Instead, you take action with your first two steps and then solely focus on the lunch packing and date night revision. You just listened to the post titled Goal Setting for the Win by Don Starks of SimpleMoneyPro.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there I've heard great things about the book referenced at the beginning of this article, The One Thing by Gary Keller. But honestly, friends, I just returned it to the library because I couldn't finish it. I think the book made a great case for the need to prioritize and identify the one thing you can do that'll make the other things on your list easier or irrelevant. Where it lost me was the book didn't do a good job of explaining how to identify that one thing. I find for myself, I'll think I've identified the one thing, then I'll roll up my sleeves and get to work only to discover that my assumptions about how things will unfold may be incorrect. It doesn't mean that my efforts are wasted as I needed to take action in order to come to that conclusion and decide the next thing I'll try. But the point I'm trying to make is that identifying the one thing isn't always so simple. It's important to remember when goal setting or coming up with plans, that many times these plans are based on a lot of assumptions. And those assumptions may or may not be true over time, or they may change and require us to modify our plans and goals accordingly. So in the example here with saving $25,000, this probably is based on assumptions of what your income will be over the next three years. If your income actually comes in better or worse than you expected, you'll need to adjust the plan accordingly. I mention all this because I tend to be pretty rigid about goals. And this has led me to deprive myself of all the fun that comes with heading in a promising direction. So if you're like me, consider the need for flexibility when working towards your goals. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you on the Friday show tomorrow